Hello, beautiful woman. Welcome to the Mama Pachamama podcast. I am Vivian McKinnon, and I'm just delighted to be on here. I really love this space. I have not been on and recorded in a while, and the reason behind that actually ties in today's episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in because it's a real juicy one. Um, today I really want to dive into my personal experience with poverty mindset combined with my experience with victim mindset, because I've been saying for well over a month now, I want to record an episode that just goes into the poverty mindset. Cause that's been heavily on my mind. But as I've been unpacking that, doing the shadow work, uh, paying attention, bringing awareness, you know, consciousness to how poverty mindset is affecting my life, I did have to accept that along with that mindset is a lot of victim consciousness, victim mindset. Um, So I think it really all kind of, you know, everything is always connected. And what's beautiful about everything always being connected is that when you are willing to heal certain parts of yourself, often you'll find that you start healing other parts of yourself as well. So I, for the past year, have been on this very intense journey of uh, emotional self-healing and, you know, mindset. Uh, yeah, emotional self-healing, I think is the best way to put it. I think I've done a lot of meaningful work with my physical self-healing for years and years and years now. So now it's like, come to light that the emotional healing really needs to happen and it's been happening and it's been this absolutely gorgeous journey and a lot of it has been uh bringing you know a lot of it's just the shadow work of bringing awareness to like oh wow i'm living with you know i'm living in this way i'm living with a victim mentality and then you know some of it well i'll I'll just speak to my own experience as i do always when I record these episodes, that victim mentality is, yeah, some of it is like trying to understand why, and some of it's not even trying to understand why, but realizing I just need to train myself to um, look at life differently. And also I need to heal the deeper rooted wounds by simply just acknowledging where I was, forgiving myself, thanking myself, forgiving others, thanking others, moving on. So, you know, things that I've carried from childhood, uh, feelings, stories, victim mentalities or behaviors from that victim mindset that I carry from childhood, there's just been this journey of seeing it for what it is, giving myself permission, you know, thinking myself, hey, there was a time when this was survival and you had, you had this response in order to survive in your environment. Great. That was useful. Thank you. But it's time to move on. I am no longer there. I'm no longer in survival mode. And well, yeah, so going going through that and it's slowly because what 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 happens in this healing journey this emotional i just the healing journey in general is you're not really going to unearth everything at once and tackle it and everything goes well it's just you really just continue living life 
And as things arise, as the triggers arise, as the as just stuff comes to surface and bubbles up, the goal really is to just have awareness of yourself. Know yourself. See what it is that you're doing. See what behavior you're responding with that you don't like, that you want to change, that doesn't feel good, that doesn't feel healthy, that isn't within like you know the what you want to be, right? So it's just been this practice and training myself to be less reactive, less judgmental, especially with myself. Because really, the only way to let go of being so judgmental with others is to stop being so judgmental with ourselves. So like letting go of judgment and all of that and just um, sitting with yourself whenever the triggers arise. And that's been the journey. I'm sure it's a little bit different for everybody. Uh but that's how it's been for me. So it's been, you know, quite a while that I've been feeling really confident and excited and motivated on this path, healing this victim mindset. Um, I want to thank Emily Saldea. I love her, a dear friend, a dear, um, I mean, I would definitely consider her a mentor who I've worked with in the RBK school, in the Free Birth Society like community, and then I've done personal work with her as well. And she really, she, if you really, if you want to help yourself in your healing journey, work with her, take one of her courses. She does, her, her take on self-mastery is incredible. Um, and so a lot of what I speak to is coming from her mentorship. So I just want to like shout out to Emily. She's the best. I just absolutely love her. I'm so grateful for her. And I'm, I, I'm so inspired by how, by how many women she's helping, including myself, because she really gives you the tools and the language to work through the shit that we're all working through. Literally all of us are working through some kind of shit. And once you accept that, it gets a lot easier because everyone else is your peer. Everyone else is on the same plane as you. No one's above each other. We're all dealing with some some shit in some way. Um, but radical responsibility is a huge component of what she teaches is looking at any situation and being able to acknowledge where am I responsible for my, you know, for the situation, for my own unhappiness, for my own self-sabotage. And as scary as that seems at first, it ends up being the most self-empowering, empowering <laughs> way to approach life. And I see that it's actually giving me the ability to be like a total problem solver now because I'm constantly thinking where 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 what what can I do differently to change the situation and it's so beautiful um it's also obviously a really great way to heal that victim mindset because god I, I mean I have so much love and compassion for younger Vivian not too long ago who was so deeply entrenched in the victim mindset because that feeling of helplessness is awful. And just because I feel like I've healed a lot of that doesn't mean that I scoff at anyone that's there. I, I get that. And I, 
in that mindset, it felt so valid, right? It feels so valid when you feel powerless and you're in situations where you feel like you have no choice. It, that's, that's, fuck, that's rough. I know that feeling. So I have complete compassion for anyone who is still living there. And there are obviously moments where I still bring myself there. Here's a really good example. It's very lighthearted, but I will bring it up. Flies piss me the fuck off. And when I got in here to record the podcast, there was like in my office, there's like two flies buzzing around. And I sat down, I was about to record and he buzzed by my face. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to be able to do this with these little fuckers flying around. I literally take it personally. I, I like, I, I truly believe that they know how much I hate them. And so they come and fuck with me and they fl- they buzz right by my face and then go off and run to the window. Ooh, it puts me in a bad mood. And you know, like, let me just own that, that I feel like a victim that flies, the fly, the whole community of flies, all flies that interact with me just automatically know how much I hate them. And then they go out of their way to try to fuck with me. So. I tell myself that story. I lived in that victim mind. I still live in that victim mindset and choose to because it's my motivation to just kill them. But, you know, it's not about, it's not about having it all figured out perfectly. It's about liberating ourselves from the, the, the blockages that we create for ourselves. And that's the reality is is a lot of where we're feeling like victims, it's because of our choices. And that's that can be hard. That can be so hard. Because there are moments where it's like, I'm, you know, I, here's a really good example. This is a more serious example. Uh, when I was pregnant with Kai, we were living at my mom's house. My brother also lived there at the time. Um, my mom and my brother, very different, you know, lifestyle, different different things than, than me and Brett and our kids. And there was a lot of clashing and I felt, you know, I really wanted for us to get our own home, but we just weren't in a financial situation to be able to. And I just felt, you know, I was so pregnant. I couldn't work. I couldn't really figure out the financial situation. And I just felt so frustrated. Cause I was like, I have to now settle in living in a way that I don't want to because I want to be polite and accommodate others, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it felt like, you know, I was just stuck, so stuck. And this victim, I mean, I really, I, and it, it was bad for everybody. I was very angry. I was very frustrated. And um, it feels good to be on the other side of that now. But these moments happen in life and that's okay. And sometimes, sometimes there is just like, humility and patience um dealing with that you know like I really in some ways there was only so much I could do and I had to be patient and do the work on myself do the work you know figure out how can I try to help the situation anyway I I share that story because it's it's all it's everywhere these these moments aren't you you're not like unique in in having these moments where you truly feel like I'm stuck in this. But I find that simply tuning in with myself and taking radical responsibility in the sense of being like, where can what can I do 
to shift out of this mindset, to like shift out of feeling this pain and suffering and woe is me, poor me. What? How can I shift away from this? Um, and sometimes it's just little things. Sometimes it's being like, well, where like one like one very easy. I'm, I know you've heard it before. This is a very easy one. It's just trying to find, just just trying to practice more gratitude. That's like. You know, obviously like the easiest thing you can do because you don't have to like really do anything new. You just can look around in your life and say, well, I have like, I have my health. My health is like, I'm thriving. My health is here and I'm grateful for that. My kids are happy even though I'm having all these like adult, you know, experiences that are stressful. My kids seem like perfectly happy with whatever the situation is we're in. I get to spend a lot of time doing things that I like to do, like being with my children. Um, I'm not being like abused in any way. I'm, uh, you know, I, I get to eat delicious food all the time. I get to spend a lot of time in nature. You know, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, you do have a lot to be grateful for. I'm guessing, I'm thinking, and it's so easy to get when we're in that victim mentality to just like totally lose sight of all the things that we can be so grateful for. So that's a first, you know, that's the first step. And then beyond that, there are a lot of solutions to our problems. There really are. And it's simply shifting out of victim mode and shifting into creative mode. So if you're harnessing your creative energy, then it shouldn't be that difficult. Otherwise, there's probably some healing that needs to be done, perhaps sexually, perhaps, you know, just internal, you know, but that that creative energy is really what's going to help you move forward um, and help yourself out of whatever situation that you're unhappy with. So let's move over to the poverty mindset and I'll start by sharing that when Steve was a baby, um, or okay, when I was pregnant with Steve, I left the biological father and had a very stressful pregnancy and a very stressful first years as a single mother. And at the time, I obviously, you know, I couldn't afford anything, childcare, anything. I wasn't working. So I was very much stuck in poverty mindset. And that was useful. That is a circumstance where I had to live frugally and it was survival. It was necessary so I could be with my baby, so we could, you know, pay our bills and eat well and all of this. So I I don't shame that I became so deeply entrenched in that poverty mindset. But I did not stop it when when it was the time to stop it. So, you know, recently, I'm going to be totally honest here. Recently, very recently, like in the past two months of my life, I kind of had to just look it, look inward and say, you know, I have these goals. I have these dreams. I have this ambition. I'm on this path. I feel myself heading there. But I know that there's something that's that's like there's there's a blockage. And I knew there was something, but it was kind of hard to figure out because I'm like, you know, here I am doing all this work, healing myself, like my family dynamic is shifting, all my relationships are shifting, my children are happier than ever, like all this stuff is blossoming, 
yeah, there's some kind of blockage here. And it became very clear to me, especially at the Matriarch Rising Festival, because there was just a few times that like the money wound came up um, in conversation with different people or workshops and stuff. And, and like the, at one point in particular, there was like when Emily and I think Hannah Grace were DJing and they played this song that was really Man, it was so good. I found the song and ended up, I listen to it pretty often now, but it's basically just like, yeah, the, the poverty mindset, the money wound, healing that, moving past that, like calling in your abundance and letting go of, of that mindset. Oh, it's so, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. So I think just something clicked really while I was there. And despite, you know, despite these stories I was telling myself of like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm being financially smart or I'm whatever, all these things there, there was very, it became very clear to me. Like I have a money wound here. I have poverty mindset here. So when I got back home, I kind of just started this really lovely dive into awareness like that's where it starts for me is I need to bring awareness to all the ways in which I am holding on to this mindset and give myself permission to let go and I'll get into some personal stuff uh you know my family moved here from California this is my hometown but Brett my husband um new to him completely and I've been pregnant. Now I'm in my second pregnancy since we moved here. So I've been mostly pregnant since we've been here. Also, you know, full-time parenting and all that. And Brett has been building his business here as a massage therapist. So it's it's just this like, we're just on that, on that journey, like the life journey, building our careers, both really loving the work we do and, you know, always trying to get creative and problem solve and see how can we step it up more. And it's been um, kind of slow, but, you know, we've been having fun and really, we're really dedicated to family life. So that's, that's always the priority. But yes, of course, we all want to like start seeing that abundance. And I can absolutely see all the ways in which I make decisions based around the fear of staying poor of being poor of like and and because of that because I'm living my life telling myself subconsciously right because I don't ever think I say to myself Vivian you're too poor to do that but when I'm living my life making choices against like my best interest because I'm fearful that we won't have enough income to provide the way to provide for us to like move up in the ways we want to, you know, it's all very obvious. You're living in this. So here, here is what I've been doing for the past couple weeks. And here's where I decided to start. Um, sorry if it's been really lengthy thus far, like as far as I feel like unpacking all that felt really necessary. Um, I love the quote that I'm going to butcher and I don't know where it's from and I'm not even, it's not even really a quote more a concept because I don't know the actual quote, but the idea of like, you cannot go save the world if you're not like saving yourself. Like don't go 
watering the rest of the gardens in the community if you're not watering your own garden. All of, you know, that whole realm of like, you know, put your own uh, oxygen mask on first before you put on the child's oxygen mask. All that kind of stuff is completely relevant, you know? So looking, when I decided to, to, to just bring awareness to where I'm living in this mindset, in this poverty mindset, the first thing that really became apparent to me is my house is in a state of total disarray and chaos for, according, you know, someone else might walk in and be like, no, this looks fine. No, according to what I think, what I know we need for, for like a smooth flowing day, we don't have it. Like, here's an example. Laundry comes out of the dryer. I go set it down. I start folding it, but I don't really have the organ. I don't have the shelving and the storage and the closet space of where to put it. So I kind of just fold it and tuck it into the corner. And then the kids go and they play in it and throw it all over the place. And I've got laundry everywhere. And it's just kind of like, what do I do with this? I don't know where to put it. So it was very apparent to me or like, you know, food going to waste because it's just getting stuffed into a cabinet when they're, you know, so there's like stuff in the back. Anyway, disorganization. I mean, this is like pretty basic. This is pretty basic stuff. And yeah, we make things work, but I was like, you know, why am I not bringing on? I know what I can do to change the household a bit so there's more organization, flowing organization, less frustration, and more, you know, that clears away stress, so there's more time for creativity. If you're like already doing this and mastering it, salute to you. It's taken me a long time to really step into this, largely because I told myself, can we really afford to just like, you know, isn't it easier to just go and thrift shop for the store organization stuff or, you know, you know, all these stories I told myself. And so finally I was like, hell no, fuck the poverty mindset. I am going to make a big investment in just a more stress-free flowing life for my family in our house. So I bought, I'm so excited. I bought all of these like big, metal kind of industrial looking shelves. I think I bought two big ones for just children's stuff, toys, art supplies, you know, balls, all the kids things. And I put them out in the living room and I bought all these really nice, beautiful baskets. Cause right before we had these things, we had these like stupid, shitty plastic drawer things that were hard to open. There'd be too many toys stuffed in there. And you know, that whole same story. Oh, I was so tired of it. And it really, the mess, the clutter, the lack of organization really just, it felt gross. And I, I do, I, to me, that's poverty mindset. Cause it's like, let's treat ourselves to better storage, better organization. So when someone wants to play with a particular set of, you know, toys, here it is. Pull that basket out. There you go. Sit and play with that. Okay, you're done with that. Put all that away and then you can go for the next thing. And, you know, kind of accepting how much I'm doing myself and my children a disservice by keeping things so poorly organized. So 
organizing my home, making it a more pleasant, enjoyable, cozy space for all of us. We spend a lot of time here became very important to me. So I've been doing it for the past two weeks, completely redoing everything. I got these big, giant, cozy, bright, beautiful rugs for all the rooms. So everyone just, I'm like a big, big, huge, especially with a growing family. I'm such a fan of making my home very child friendly, especially, you know, having friends over or whatever, you know, we all co-sleep and everything. So for me, it feels really important to keep my home very child friendly because also it's always a bummer to go to someone's house that's not child friendly and my kids are kind of wild and to it's like I, I don't I don't want anyone if I don't want to feel uncomfortable in my own house and yeah I want my kids to feel you know we're homeschooling we're unschooling so I want them to feel like they have um, a lot of room to be themselves also I really like to accommodate our homes so that kids can access things on their own and develop some self-responsibility. So all my kids know how to get their own water, how to get their own, you know, certain snacks, unless I need to like chop up a watermelon. Um, I have for our closet space, what we did is the closets in this house are really small. So we just kind of store stuff in there. And what I did was I had Brett build, build these like, giant clothing racks basically and he built built one big one for me where I hang everything of mine and then he built a shorter one for the kids so the kids can actually just go and now I just tell the boys like all right go find some fresh jammies and they go to the room and they grab whatever it is that they want to wear and they bring it back to me and I help them get dressed and I love giving them that responsibility whereas before I think we there was at one point we had like this um, like a dresser and you know the drawers were hard to open and they were kind of tall so they could only get to certain things so creating that like easy flowing you know environment for everyone to kind of have some independence help themselves thrive have fun another thing I told you we put these big giant rugs on the ground because our bed and our couch are like floor it's like a floor bed and a floor couch so everything's like really low to the ground to make it really cozy to like you know it's a lot of us so everyone's kind of half on the ground half on the couch and everyone's always reading books and playing with toys so we can all really be close to each other so these big rugs have made it so it's just like this huge fun like it's just like a big cushy like cozy play area and at any given point in the day you can walk in and surely someone's like sitting there playing with toys next to somebody who's like reading a book and someone else is you know maybe watching a movie and someone else is reading a different book I don't know but it but I creating this environment felt really has been so important to me obviously for all the reasons I've mentioned and I'm having so much fun being a problem solver, seeing my whole home shift around, and I'll tell you what, it blows my mind. I mean, not that it surprises me, but to witness in real time, to sit there and see, wow, there is so much less chaos and stress and tantrums 
in this home now. Like we put nice music on. Everyone loves to gather at the table and do like arts and crafts or or just go lay down and read a book. There's so much like joyful independence in my home with even with the little ones, although we're all very close to each other all the time. So when someone needs help, it's easy to go find someone to help you. Um, yeah, it's been so nourishing. And I do, I, I do believe this all contributes to the poverty mindset because it's like, I have to get my own house in order in many ways. I have to create that flowing energy, remove the blockages of frustration within my own family, within my own home, if I really want to create this same energy flow with the world outside of my home. So with my business, with my other relationships, whatever it might be. Um, and oh my God, it's beautiful because I'm, you know, it's like I'm investing in my well-being and my in my family's well-being. And like I said, in in our ability to like live a more stress-free life. And in turn, like I'm clearing away the heightened stress, more, more mental space for creativity. As I create more, I tend to apply that creativity toward my work, which often results in more income. So as I'm spending all of this money to have a beautiful home for my family and a functioning, like flowing home for my family, I have more money coming in (laughs) and I swear that is the magic. That is where it's at. And having released myself of the victim mindset of thinking, well, I need help. Yes, I, I do need help. And I ask for help. And, you know, my my marriage has its own issues from me feeling like it's hard to get to receive the help I need. I I, I I've found overall on the most part a really nice balance of you know I also don't want to be a martyr so that's a funny one with victim mindset no I don't want to be a victim but I also don't want to burn myself out um so there's been you know finding that balance and I think that's kind of I did I hosted a wild mothering call on the free birth society membership yesterday and the theme that felt the most prevalent was this idea of control, right? We as mothers want to feel like we have control, which in some ways is like very valuable. In other ways, it's, you know, as soon as you think you have something in in control, the situation changes, right? So as soon as you think you've got your kid figured out, all of a sudden they go through a huge like milestone growth spurt, whatever. And suddenly you're dealing with a totally different person and like what you thought you understood is so different now. Um, and I, and I love that life is really kind of that holding on and then letting go and just know, you know, teach, trying to teach yourself knowing when, like knowing how much that you, you know, doing as much as you can but also making sure you don't do too much to what, to where you burn out. You know, spending the money to invest in in your family's well-being, 
but also not being like a frivolous spender where, oh great, now we spent too much. Do we have enough to pay rent? Anything like that. Like you don't want to, so it's life is just like this beautiful, beautiful like game of holding on, letting go, trying new things, but also sticking with some old, you know, tried and true ways of doing stuff. Um, I really believe in that. I really, and I see the benefit of also just trusting that you intuitively know when to hold on a little tighter or when to let go a little bit, um, when to ask for more help or when you can, or when you're just maybe being a little bit of a lazy butt and you just need to motivate yourself and say, no, I can do this. I can make this happen. I think that's like, that's happiness. And I'll tell you what, I've never, ever been happier. And I feel like I say that a lot and I truly mean it. Like as, as I move forward and of course I have moments that fucking destroy me and like completely obliterate my like sense of self that happens but you know I get dramatic I act out and I I get bratty for a few minutes and then I'm like okay all right I felt those feelings I'm okay I'm not like I I don't have to exist by this like situation that happened like this does not have to define me but overall like my overall sense of joy happiness is incredible at this point and nothing in my life is exceptionally there is nothing exceptionally special to have contributed to this aside from finding like acceptance and joy and in like what i can do what i can't do how to be still and how knowing when to be still and knowing when i need to move um you know, we've been talking a lot for years of like, okay, we need to get our land. We need to move. We need a homestead. Do we want to move to the mountains? Do we want to stay here? And it's been, you know, I've been telling myself these stories that, well, I have to, you know, this is what's going to make me happy. This thing is what I need to do next. I'm, I'm not going to feel fully happy until we we've, moved into our own home and we, you know, we buy a home or we finish out the bus and we, you know, move onto our land and all this stuff. Keep telling myself all these stories. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be happy. Not because I don't have those things, but because I'm telling myself the story that I'm not going to be happy unless I have these things. And then letting go of these expectations and trusting when the time is right, we will find our perfect home. And for now, we're living in this rental and it's like this rental has been good to us. We've, you know, we've created so many beautiful memories here. How dare I be so unappreciative and why not just like make this really great while we're here? Why not? Like this, you know, who knows? We might be here right now. As of right now, we're like the decision is like, we'll probably be here for like another year or two. And that's okay. And I'm at peace with that. And with that comes like the joy of, you know what? I'm going to make this home really amazing for us while we're here. And doing that and letting go of like this thought that some 
amazing, big, grand, incredible life change is what's going to make me happy and realizing that I have the power to make myself and my family happy every single day right now, not doing anything big or special just by like staying in that place of gratitude, putting in just enough effort to where I feel like I can go to bed excited about how I spent my day, excited about how I'm going to spend my day tomorrow, but not arriving in that place of burnout and resentment. Ooh, if you can master that, I haven't mastered it. I don't know anyone who has, but I'm getting really good at it. And I'm very proud of myself because it feels so good. I was just telling Brett this maybe yesterday or the day before I truly have never been more at ease at peace happy and just like all these little adjustments like we're we're doing a whole new bed setup i just ordered this like beautiful we sleep on a very thin mattress none of us like big squishy soft mattresses so i just bought us this really beautiful new mattress it's kind of like a just a mattress pad like i said we, we like a pretty hard surface Um, But it's like this beautiful organic cotton that's been stuffed with merino wool and we're going to use that as a mattress and I got new bedding and everything and oh my goodness, like these little simple pleasures that we deserve. I have the money to buy that and I, and you know, we deserve that upgrade. I don't have to wait until we're in our perfect home to do this stuff. Like, let me do this now. Let me give us like this perfect bed, this amazing bed that we've been wanting And these little like offerings of love that inspire me, that give me a better night of sleep. And oh, it's so beautiful. I hope this resonates with somebody out there because I'm just in this really blissed out state of like simplicity. And I think we, you know, the world we live in right now is so overstimulating. Think about it like when you watch movies now, it's like overdone. The action is overdone. The like, the like vulgar humor is overdone. When you go and you see somebody or, you know, and you smell their fancy new perfume, it's like overkill. It's like assaulting to the senses. And then you, you witness things with your eyes and it's just like, so, you know, the light is so intense and all of all so much is like so overstimulating in our world right now the fear the drama the fucking shit is so big and yeah that's like the culture we live in so naturally we're all kind of just like constantly like overwhelmed so bringing back in obviously i think i talk about this a lot the nature therapy of like grounding yourself, spending a lot of time in nature. I think that really contributes to a lot of the health and vitality and just joy that I and my family experience regularly is like spending a lot of time in nature, staying close to just like, just, just, yeah, being in nature, just like, it's so simple, just like being, witnessing, observing, laying there, reading a book, watching the children play, getting dirt on your feet, feeling the fresh air, swimming in the water, like all these things. Um, So beautiful and simple. And really like letting go of some of the overstimulation that we subject ourselves to. I mean, you can reject the overstimulation. Um, 
And more and more as I choose to do that, and I turn to a more like simpler way of existing and putting my energy into simple things. And um, it's been so beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I love sharing this. And I hope more people get to experience these things I'm experiencing. And maybe you're listening and you're like, girl, I've already been there. And I salute you in that case. Like, beautiful. I'm sure if you, if this is all, if none of this is like anything new to you or... If you've already been through this, you're probably not even listening at this point. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I love where I'm at. And it's, it just feels, it just feels pure. And it feels simple. And it feels, it feels like the opposite of what we're told happiness is. You know, it's like my, my, my marriage right now is like, not great, it, but I'm not like stressed about it. I'm I'm like, it's exactly where it needs to be. And that's okay. I'm at peace with that. I'm like, I, I'm still f- so full of gratitude and <laughs> so full of like all these lessons and all these conversations I get to have and um, all this room for growth. Like I'm not intimidated by what I don't know. I'm so grateful that I'm so receptive to learning and I'll keep peeling back the layers of the poverty mindset and the victim mindset because they'll keep popping up. Um, But the start feels really powerful and it's already working because it is clearing away those blockages. You're literally just clearing away all of the things that you're, all the stories, all the shit, clearing it all away, making room for like, I can receive abundance. And right now, The abundance for me is like peace. I have never been so abundantly full of peace. And that's like the ultimate. Money doesn't even feel as important. But of course, I still want to make lots of money. So speaking of, go check out the apothecary. Pick up some like delicious herbal goodness. I have been jamming on the Grand Rising lately. I just did a post about it because I love it. It's so good. I've been doing a Grand Rising Latte. We get this amazing, delicious raw milk from this farmer who, his name is Randy, and he's just like the sweetest. Um, So we get raw milk from him, and we've been mixing that with just some delicious raw honey and a spoonful of Grand Rising warming it up just slightly on the stove, just enough so it's like a nice, like, you know, nothing's better than like a warm beverage. And ooh, everyone in the family loves that. It's so good. And yeah, I've been, um, I still have coffee. I I like made up like quitting coffee, but I still actually give myself coffee like, you know, maybe like once every few months. And it's kind of whatever. I don't even actually feel the buzz from it so much. It's just kind of, I like the flavor change. Um, But yeah, there's also some, the holy smokes are so nice. I always love those. Um, And all of the skincare products, especially this time of year in the summer where you're just like going to the beach and getting all salty and it just feels so nice to cover your skin in like delicious, healing, lovely goodness. So Get over there, buy yourself some beautiful, handcrafted, lovingly made herbal products and support Mama Pachamama 
as I grow all of my shit. I'm loving it. I love what I do. I love this business. I love my business. I love my work. I love these podcasts. Um, I love selling my beautiful products. I'm sitting here right now. I have fresh batches of both of my serums um, infusing right now and they're just so beautiful and I look at them and I'm like how blessed am I to do this kind of work to offer this kind of stuff to the world um, my Instagram if you can't tell if you don't I mean I'm if you don't know my Instagram check it out and if you can't tell it is my freaking playground I love being on there it's such a <laughs> I now call myself a meme therapist and the irony in that is like I'm literally my own therapist by creating memes that completely reflect what's going on in my life <laughs> in one way or another and it's been such a beautiful way to just like convert my stresses into a good laugh and move on acknowledge it see things and then move on so I'm just living my best life y'all that's where I'm at and I'm so excited for anyone who sits on in here and shares with me but I also like full disclosure I also have like my moments I mean just last week I had like I was just like sobbing sobbing crying about things you know personal things whatever and it's beautiful I don't ever want to stop having moments where I'm sobbing crying because I feel so deeply and I'm so passionate and some things hurt and that's okay because that pain also reminds me of how beautiful it feels when things are just like so peaceful and delightful and then I still have my moments where I get fucking angry. I want to break things and sometimes I do break things and I try to be a little bit, you know, you know, anyway, I think it's all just like, it's all good. It's all good. So I don't come on. I'm not like trying to come on here and be like, guys, check it out. I figured it out. No, that's not the case. I'm like at peace with how I hit the whole spectrum of feelings and emotions. But overall, so much of what I'm doing, so much of what I share on here and talk about is true. I'm like, I cannot speak on things that are not true to my experience. Um, and if anything, just inspire some hope that like, I'm no better than anybody at all. I'm like a hundred percent, no better than anybody. Everyone's capable of helping themselves. I'm not going to help you. I'd love to like share my experience with you and stories I think are such a beautiful source of inspiration. So I share my story in the hopes of inspiring some of you amazing women that are fully capable of doing beautiful, amazing healing things for yourself and then the world around you and your families. And that I think is what life is all about. So I'm going to hop off. I love you all. I will be back soon. I have so many things I want to get into. Hopefully now that I've like done enough around the house to create just like this beautiful flow, I can come back on here a little bit more often. Um, all right. Have a beautiful day. I love